Romans chapter 8, and I'm going to do one verse. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I want to talk about this morning moving past your pain. Amen? Moving past your pain. I'm going to say it one more time. Moving past your pain. We all live with some form of pain. Am I right about it? There are pain that is self-inflicted. There are pain that was part of our development. Uh, a woman who brings a child into the world goes through nine months and only to come to the point of delivery, the point of delivery, and they have to go through pain. Some of what you're going through in your life requires pain. Do I have anybody? Pain can come from all kinds of life issues. But the difference is, and, and what you and I must learn to do, is we must learn to navigate through that pain, but also learn not to hold on to those painful memories. Do I have anybody? A woman who delivers a baby and has a baby and brings a baby into this world, amen, if she was to remember the pain, come on, ladies, you can go with me here. If you can remember that pain, you probably wouldn't do it again. Am I right about it? Amen. I mean, just think about it for a minute. We as men, we don't understand, amen, the ramifications. We don't understand how painful it is but that's the kind of pain that I'm trying to talk about is that that pain, if, it, if you were to hold on to it, you wouldn't repeat it again. But isn't it amazing how you can go through that nine months and then have that pain and then a year later you're doing it again? Am I right? Come on, somebody. Somebody say in three years I'm going to have another child or in five years I'm going to have another child. But but watch this. But for some reason, we can let go of that pain, but I'm talking about life pain. Come on, somebody. You've had people who betrayed you, people who, come on, somebody, they lied on you, they talked about you, amen. It, there are all kinds of pain in this life. The question is, what do you do? What do we do with our pain? For most of us, we suppress our pain. As a matter of fact, for most of us, we live our lives from a position of pain, and I can tell you why, because we have all sorts of walls up in our lives. We, we protect ourselves from certain situations because we understand how painful it was. Some people, they, their pain is so obvious that it shows in their attitude. Oh, I'm going somewhere. Some, some of us, our pain is so obvious, amen, we protect ourselves, amen, and we, watch this, we keep a distance because we don't want anybody to get, oh, come on, I, I'm a person that hang by myself. I don't like to be around a whole lot of Come on, somebody. Why? Because we would find out 
Oh, y'all going to say amen? We gonna what are we going to find out? We're going to find out that you're selfish. Come on, somebody. We're going to find out some things about you because you've been hurt in life. Anybody been hurt? Let me see. Let me see all the people who've been hurt before. Amen. And, and watch this. It's an, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. The very thing that hurt us is the very thing that we what? Repeat. And, and watch this. But we never heal from the last hurt. So today I just want to encourage you. I want to help you. I, I can list some pains for you. Divorce is painful. Anybody been through divorce? Painful. Uh, sexual abuse is painful as a child. Amen. Amen. Adultery is painful. Mental abuse is painful. Come on, somebody. Hardship in life is painful. Lost of a loved one. Some of us have lost some loved ones and yet. We are yet to let go of the what? Of the pain. And so oftentimes we treat people a certain way because of the pain that we're carrying around. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's time to let go of that pain. It's time to move past. Come on, turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor it's time to move past. Come on, somebody. Come on. How many want to move past the pain? How many of you have not really dealt with it? I mean, you thought you dealt with it until you got put back in the same situation to find yourself responding, and you're saying, have I changed? What's wrong with me? And then you start questioning yourself, asking yourself the question, am I really different? You know, there are a lot of people, y'all, that are not living a victorious life. Because it's because of the pain that they've been through. Some of us, we have different tolerance level. Come on, somebody. Some of us can handle it, but watch this. Rather than deal with it, we suppress it. And so my goal in this series is to help you, amen, to be set free and to live victoriously, to move past your pain, to move past where you are. Paul writes to the Romans, Roman church. And it's interesting because in chapter 7 of Romans, we find something that's so powerful. The context is powerful. In chapter 7, Paul talks about what happens in the life of the believer and the unbeliever. In chapter 7, Amen. In verse 5, if you look at verse 15, look at chapter 7, verse 15. I want to show you something. I want to show you something about pain. Look what he says. He says, uh, for what I am doing, <laughs> I do not, what, understand. You ever been there before? He says, for what I'm doing, I do not, this is chapter 7, verse 15. I want to show you the context. He says, for I'm practicing, for I am not practicing what? Anybody been there before? You want to do right? Oh, come on, somebody. But you blame everybody else, right? He says, for what I would like to practice and what I would like to do, I'm not doing it. Why? He says, he says look, he says, he says for what I would like to do, 
but I'm doing the very thing I want. Anybody been there before? You set out to do right. Oh, come on, help me somebody. You, you want to do right. You, you want to live right. But the very thing that you hate doing. Oh, come on, somebody. It's the very thing that you do. Watch verse 17. Watch verse 17. He says, he says so now, no longer, so now we got to find somebody to blame. Right? Paul understands something about the nature of man. Man, first of all, is born in sin. Right? Paul is acknowledging some stuff about himself. See, here's the thing. You can't move past your pain. I got four things I'm going to give you and I'm going to sit down. But I want to tell you something. You can't move past your pain if you're not first comfortable, watch this, with knowing and understanding who you are. We were not born perfect. We were born in sin, shaped in iniquity. And in chapter 7, Paul is saying, listen, the very thing I want to do, I can't do it. Anybody been there? You made promises to yourself. You, you set goals. You, you, you have a, a desire to come to church. You have a desire to live for God. But every time, it seems like every time you try, something just pulls you down. May I say this to you? If you're operating from a position of pain, it's easier for the devil to give you an excuse to say, I can't do it. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Watch what he says. He says, he says, verse 17, he says, so now no longer am I the one doing it, but what? But what? Let me say this to you. That three-letter word, word can pull you back further from God faster than anything else. But Paul recognizes something. I'm going to help somebody. I'm going to liberate you today. Watch this. Paul understands something. I'm not going to walk around as a Christian saying I'm going to get it right all the time. I'm not going to walk around and say I'm perfect. Amen. I, I, you know what I mean? I'm a Christian now, so guess what? No, you know, nothing's going to touch me. Now, Paul, didn't, Paul says, no, I ain't going to walk around like that. This Now, there are a lot of people that talk about where Paul was in his walk right about here, right? Some say, some theologians say that he was writing as a non-believer. But I beg to differ. From my studies, I found out that he's talking from the position of a believer. And if, if I were to take a survey this morning, right? How many of you struggle with sin? <laughs> we all do, right? Paul says, the thing that I want to do, come on, help me somebody. I, I mean, I'm struggling with this thing. I, I make promises to my wife I can't keep. Come on, somebody. I make promises to my kids I can't keep. I make promises at the job I can't keep. Listen, I, and here's the killing part. I make promises to myself. I ain't drinking no more. This weekend, I'm going to leave that stuff alone. I ain't going to get high no more. Y'all, Now, y'all know I'm talking for real now. Y'all, y'all, You know, the holy crowd is here today. Welcome. Amen. Not, nobody gets high up in here. Amen. But but just in case you do, just in case you happen to 
tough you won. Let me, let me just say something to you. We all struggling with something. Some of us it's negativity. Some of us lie. Some of us overeat. Being that, you, being that your sin is a little bit smaller than mine. You follow what I'm saying? Listen, he says, listen, I, I hate doing this stuff. I hate doing it, but yet I keep doing it. But Paul says, I know who the culprit is. He says, I got two natures, and there's a conflict between my spirit and my flesh. He says, I want to do right. I don't want to curse, but I do. <laughs> right? I, I don't want to give up, but every now and then I feel like throwing in the towel. But my pain is not making it any better because my pain is giving me the excuse to say, I'm done. But turn to them and say, don't you give up. Don't you give up. Watch the text. Verse 17, he says, so, so I know who it is now. Verse 18, for I know that nothing what? Yeah, all the good people. I'm a good person. Boy, I love to give you the good person test. Amen. Everybody say they good. Amen. But, but Paul says, listen, uh, nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. Watch the text. Watch what he says. For the what is in me. Anybody been there? For the what is in me? The willing is in me. Anybody been there? I mean, shoot, you will to do right. Right? You will to do right. I mean, listen, I'll meet you there at 8 o'clock. I'm willing to be there, but shoot, I don't get there till 8.30. You ever been there? You want to get to work on time. You will to. You start off doing well. You ever will to come to church and never make it? I'm just saying, man, you got, you got up with the intentions in your mind. Amen. And then you're like, man, shoot. Church is, man, you no, they probably already. They probably already. You you don't talk yourself out of it. You know what I mean? You're like, well, they yeah, nah. Next week. Come on, somebody. Come on, so y'all y'all ain't talking to me. <laughs> I got some amens, right? Amen. Watch what he say. He say, he say look, 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 look. Willing. I'm willing. I'm willing. I am willing. I am available. But watch the text. Watch the text. I got some folk like this. He says, for what? For the willing is present in me. But look what he said. See, this Nike got their slogan from here. It says what? But the what is it? What the what? The doing of what? Good. See, people say I'm a good person, but they don't do good. Watch this. I'm going to say it one more time. I think you missed that. People say I'm a good person, but what makes you good? Paul says what makes you good is when you do good. See, you could talk about being good, but you got to what? Do good. Turn to them and say, you got to do good. You got to do good. Watch the text. He says, I want to do good. I don't want to do this. And I know that some of us are struggling with this. Some of us are fighting. It's like a demon we're fighting constantly. We want to do good. We to do good, but man, it just every time we fall short, what's the problem? He says sin. 
And here's the thing. When you give sin an opportunity, sin will take every bit of that opportunity to watch this, to hold you back. Are you with me? Listen, we got to stop blaming the devil. We blame the devil for everything, man. The devil did this. The devil made me do this. The devil made me do that. Now, I know the devil's real, but at some point, we ought to say, you know, I just didn't do good. At some point, you ought to take responsibility and say, you know what? You're right. I'm wrong. <laughs> Amen. All right. I, did, I didn't do right. Right? Look what Paul says. Look what Paul says. Look what Paul says. Look at verse 23. Look at verse 23. See, Paul was conflicted here. Well, let me see. I'm sorry. Let me, let me, let me, let me see if I can fix this. Um, let, for, for those of you, uh, you know, uh, uh, for, for those of you who are struggling with other things, we won't name it. You know, you ever feel trapped? Huh? You ever feel trapped like you, you're like, man, I shouldn't have watched that. Yeah, I know y'all be watching stuff on your phone. Watch this. You're going on Facebook, right? You flicking. Why she got on that? Why he look like that? You, you, and all kinds of stuff going through your mind. You, your little mind just clicking around, right? You're like, and, and what you don't realize you're doing, <laughs> you're being judgmental, right? You, 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 you feel trapped in a way where you're like, man, look at 23. Look at verse 23. Look at 23, verse 23. He says, but what? He said, he said uh, well, let's go to verse 21. Verse 21, verse 21. I find then mm -hmm, the what? Now, let me say this. There are principles in the Bible that we live by. For instance, here's the principle. Uh, if you sow sparingly, you will reap sparingly. Right? That's a principle. What's the principle there? Principle there, if you don't put a lot in, you don't expect nothing more out of what you put in, right? But if you sow bountifully, you get a bountiful blessing. That's a principle. The Bible is full of principles. And watch this, and promises. And if you and I as believers learn how to stand on those principles and claim the promises, watch this, you can live victoriously. Now watch this. Watch where I'm going with this. Paul says there's a principle of evil. How I many you know there's evil in the world? He says, this principle, I find that evil is what? Where? I'm so good. Now, here's the reason why I'm going through this first for you, before I get to my one verse. Because I want you to understand that you're no different than everybody else. That we all fall short of the glory of God. That what you're doing is no bigger than your neighbors. That that what you know the mental attitude sins, the the amen, the, the the verbal sins, whatever things we do, whatever pain you're carrying around, we all fall in the same category. Paul says, "I found something out that evil is present in me. The one who wants to do what good." Verse 22, for I joyfully concur with the law of God in the inner man, but I see a different law in the members of my what? 
body waging war against the what, y'all? Making me a what? A prisoner. And may I say this to you this morning? That's what living with pain is like. You and I are possibly maybe prisoners to our pain. Oh, come on, help me somebody. They did this to me. They did this to me. They did that to me. And watch this. And we don't realize that it's a mindset. Oh, come on, help me somebody. We don't realize that in our minds we are prisoners. He says, I'm a prisoner to my own self. Now, when he talks about members, you know what he's talking about? Body parts. Look what he says. He says, he says, I see a different law in the members of my body. So what he's saying is, my hands are causing me to sin. Come on, somebody. My, 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 my legs is causing me to go places I ain't supposed to go. Amen. I wish I could amputate my leg so I don't have to go to the hole in the wall tonight. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. I'm just using something. You know what I mean? You know, you know I want to do right, but shoot, my leg just keep. How did I end up here? Paul says I'm a prisoner. Now, I don't know about you. Have you ever felt like a prisoner before? I know some of y'all ain't never been locked up. Some of you have. We ain't going to talk about that. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Watch this. Watch where I'm going with this. I, I, I told you last week I couldn't be locked up for long. <laughs> Amen. It's just, you know, I was locked up in the house for three days with the storm. I almost went crazy, right? Here's the thing. But, but I've been a prisoner to the members of my body. I remember trying to quit smoking. Oh, my. Now listen, now crack is bad. Have you ever, ever, ever any smokers here? Anybody who used to smoke? Anybody, anybody used to smoke? Y'all so holy. Boy, I tell you, I got some holy folk in this church, boy. I, okay, I, okay, you smoke weed though. You talking about no cigarette, all right, amen. You ever tried to quit smoking? Huh? You did? Was it hard? It wasn't hard? Are you special? I struggle, man. Man, listen, in my mind, in my mind, listen, I know about the made-up mind thing, but I didn't have the made-up. I had the made-up mind, but I'm like Paul, my willing and my doing. Man, I was struggling. All right, listen, listen, some of you struggle with drinking. Some of you struggle with eating. Some of you struggle with some things, and I want you to identify this about your pain you want to shake your pain, but you just can't. Mm. Every time you try to do right, right, it comes out wrong. You're like, I, I, I love you. I, I didn't mean, you know, you know, we go through this stuff in marriage. You know what I mean? You're like, you say one word. It's like, what, what you say? I'm like, dang. I mean, I'm just, I just said boo. I just said hi. Well, what you mean high? What kind of high is that? I'm like, 
Well, it came out wrong. Well, what do you mean it came out wrong? I said, hi. So my question is, who's hurt? Oh, come on, somebody. You see what I'm saying? And people that are hurt, hurt people are very sensitive people. Seriously, man, you can't say nothing about them. They get mad real quick. Like, dang, what is going on? What is it? Oh, come on, help me, somebody. Come on, help me, somebody. Come on, some help me, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. He said, I want to do right. But see, I found out that I'm a prisoner. Look at verse 24. Now, watch what he does to himself. This is what happens when people live with pain. But let me say this. Paul was identifying himself as a sinner, and he understood something. He understood, really, man, we all got this battle. And nobody's different in this room. We all have pain. We all have pain. I don't care what you say. Amen. My mother's been dead by 20 years, and I still got a little pain. I still haven't let it go to some degree. It's there. I've been hurt time and time again. But, but listen, but I try my very best. But every time I try to move past that pain, that pain offers me an opportunity to stay. I'm like, why? Because when you oper- operate from a position of pain, you don't have to deal with it. You don't have to deal with it. Watch, watch what Paul says. Verse 24. He says, oh, wretched man that I am. You see what he said? He says, oh, wretched man that I am. Who can what? Who? Come on, come on, come on. Come on help me, help me, help me. Help me somebody, help me somebody, help, help, help me somebody. You, you, you know what that word wretched means in the Greek? The word means miserable in English. That is. Anybody? Come on, somebody. Y'all, ain't, y'all don't want to talk to me. Y'all don't. You could mask it all you want, but you feel miserable. When you're by yourself driving... When you're by yourself, oh, miserable man. So he, so he said, I was a miserable man. Look what he said. Oh, oh, miserable man. But here's what the word also means in the Greek. It comes from two compound words. The word means, the word also means not just miserable, but it means to be distressed. And listen, some of us, that's exactly how we feel at times. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. We feel distressed. We're like, dang, what's, I want to do right. I should be doing right. I could be doing right. But dang, I ain't doing right. Look what he said. Look what he said. He says, who will set me free from this body, from the body of this death? Look at verse 25. Here's where Paul's victory comes. He says, but thanks be to who? God. Now notice his condition before. He's hopeless. He's hurt. He's helpless. But he says, thanks be to God. Through, oh, come on, help me somebody. Jesus Christ, our Lord, so that in one hand, I myself with my mind, I'm serving the law of God, but on the other with my flesh, the law of sin. What he's saying is, 
there's a conflict going on inside of me. There's a war going on. And, and if you are a believer in here to, this morning, you know the war you face every day. As a matter of fact, it was a war against getting here this morning. Amen. You're, the nature, you were fighting this nature, but he says, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ. So now we understand where he's coming from context, right? Now look at chapter 8, verse 1. I got four things and I'm going to sit down, I promise you. First thing I want to give you, you ready? He says, now look at the word right there. What does it say? Stop right there. I told you, I'm going to preach one word at a time. What did he say? Now, whenever you see, therefore, here's the question you need to ask. What is it there for? Amen. So it causes you to go back into what? Now, we already went over the context, right? Therefore, what? I'm a wretched man. Therefore, I'm what? I, I got a war going on inside of me. Therefore, there's a conflict going on in me, right? So the first thing you got to do if you're going to move past your pain, give it to me. First point, you have to acknowledge the pain. That's what he did in chapter 7. He acknowledged that he had what? Pain. Anybody here want to acknowledge this morning? Pastor, I got some pain this morning. I got some stuff that I'm dealing with, but here's the thing. I'm going to stop blaming mama. Come on, somebody. I'm going to stop blaming people. I'm going to stop blaming my education. I'm going to stop blaming my mess-ups in life. Watch this. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to take responsibility, and I'm going to acknowledge that, guess what? I'm a sinner. I have to acknowledge the pain. Watch this. He was willing to speak about it to be liberated from it. Who do you talk to about your pain? Some of the stuff that has happened to you, you wouldn't even talk about it. But here's the thing. You've been suppressing it, so therefore, how can you move past it? Are y'all with me? Watch this. You can keep ignoring the pain. Watch this. It doesn't mean it's gone. Turn to your neighbor, it's still there. Look what he says. I like what he says right there. He acknowledges it, and then he, here's his victory moment. Verse 25 was his victory moment. He says, but thanks be to God. Thanks be to God through who? May I say this to you? There's no moving past this until you acknowledge it. There's no moving past this until you acknowledge Jesus as Lord. And let me help you with something. Amen. The, the flood didn't teach you anything. There's some people who never called on the name of Jesus. But through the flood, the Bible says every and every tongue will confess. And guess what? They have to call on the name of Jesus. Then. Are you with me? Watch the next part of this verse. He says, he says, he says, therefore. There is now, stop right there, now, therefore, what? There is now. What he's doing is he's speaking from the other side of his acknowledgement. Oh, come on, somebody. And he's talking about, give me the next point. Not only must we acknowledge the pain, but you have to acknowledge what? In other words, be real. Be real. Okay, all right. 
I'm going to be real about where I am. Now, present tense, stop talking about the past and talk about where you are. The Lord brought me through. He picked me up. Come on, somebody. He, he turned me around. He delivered me from my pain. He delivered me from my suffering. Watch this. Where are you now? Listen, stop living and reliving the past every day. My goodness. Some of us are stuck in the day, watch this, that you experienced your pain. You're still there, boo. And until you move past that, okay, you messed up. Amen. But it's time to what? Move. Listen, listen, listen. You have to realize, watch this, that you survived the pain. Turn to your neighbor and say, I survived. What the devil thought he was going to take from you, your job. Come on, somebody, your marriage, your house, your, you know, some of us lost some stuff in the flood. What, listen, what he thought he took from you, God was getting ready to give you something better. But if you keep reliving it, watch this. If you keep reliving that moment, anybody ever seen that movie with Bill Murray? In that movie, Bill Murray was repeating the same day. Come on, somebody, every day. And somebody here today, that's how you wake up. And every day, because you're living from a position of pain, you're reliving that day every day. So you respond the same way. You say the same thing to everybody the same way because that's what you have practiced. But you got to acknowledge where you are now. You made it through that. Amen. Let me say, therefore, there is now no what? No what? No what? Condemnation. Now, this word condemnation means a sentence. So, therefore, what I guess what I'm trying to say is no matter what it was, no matter how difficult it was, stop condemning yourself. Stop saying you know what? If I didn't go to that, come on, somebody. If, if I didn't allow myself to get caught up, come on, somebody. Stop saying things like, you know what? I should have known better. It already happened, boo. It was written. Phew. You, you can sit there and pretend all you want. It happened. Amen. I know I shouldn't have never laid with him. He was a fool. He looked like a fool. But I thought, I, you know, I just had this thing in my mind where I just thought I could change him. You understand what I'm saying? You didn't know she was a devil when you met her. You know, you had signs she was the devil. But you just like, you know what, let me give this thing a try right quick. She a little cuckoo, but you know what, I could work with that. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. So therefore, now that you're messed up and you got some monster kids to prove it, uh, here's what you got to do. <laughs> you got to forgive yourself. I'm saying one more time. You got to what? Forgive yourself. Because God is not condemning you anymore. God has forgiven you. 
Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. You may try to hold me, but God has forgiven me. You may say, oh, yeah, he cussing church, passing something wrong with him. Forgive me, Lord. He's forgiven me. See, here's the thing. In order to move past your pain, the next thing you got to do, not only acknowledge where you are now, but accept what? I don't understand why you're fighting the new life. The old life was worse. The question is, see, watch this. The new life comes with trials, but God gives you the strength to handle the trials. He gives you the wisdom to navigate through those things in your life so the new life is better than the old life. You saw what he said about the old life. He struggled with the nature and he struggled with the sin and the body and all this other stuff. But he says, listen, he says, there's no condemnation. Do I have anybody? You see, a believer, as a believer, you are no longer defined, watch this, by your past or your pain. You're free. You're no longer condemned. Why are you holding on to the pain? Come on, somebody. Walk in freedom. Walk in freedom. Live in freedom. Listen, listen. The law condemns, but the believer has a new relationship to the law. Watch this. And therefore, he cannot be condemned. Do I have anybody? Watch this. He bore your pain on Calvary. Watch this. It's time to let go. Listen, listen. There's a, there's a law, there's a thing called double jeopardy. You know what that means? <laughs> that means that you can't be tried twice for the same crime. Do I have anybody? <laughs> so therefore, amen, therefore, amen, there's no condemnation. Therefore, that I messed up, but God says, I can't try you again because you asked for forgiveness. Do I have anybody? So, so why are you holding on to the pain if you can't be tried anymore? Watch this. Watch this. He says, he says for those who are, who are what? Those who are what? For those who are in. In. There's a difference now. This ain't for everybody. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. When you gave your life to Christ, you are now in Christ. Can, can, I, tell you, can I tell you something? Can, can, I, can I tell you about what it means to be in Christ? Check this out. In Christ, I've been justified, declared righteous. In Christ, I've been united with the Lord. Come on, somebody. And I am, watch this, and I am one with the Spirit. In Christ, I've been bought with a price. Come on, somebody. And I belong to God. In Christ, I am a member of Christ's body. In Christ, I've been chosen by God and adopted into his family. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. In Christ, I've been redeemed and I've been forgiven. Watch this. In Christ, I am complete. 
So, so, so my, my last point, not only must you accept your new life, but you got to allow God to heal you. If you're going to move past the pain, you got to let God heal you. Listen to this. A man visited the doctor one day, and as he, he was in excruciating pain, the doctor asked him, where does it hurt? The man said, all over. There was not a part of the man that was not hurt. The doctor told him to touch his shoulder. The man did, and he hollered, ah, it hurts. The doctor told him to touch, touch his thighs. The man screamed. The doctor told him to touch his forehead. He screamed out even louder. The man did, and he was yelling in agony. He was yelling every way. The doctor said, I've never seen anything like this in my life. Let's try one more thing. Touch your toes. The patient touched his toes, touched his toes and he screamed out. Everywhere I touch, doc, it hurt. The doctor examined him and said, no wonder. You got a dislocate, dislocated finger. I don't think you hear what I'm saying. Many of us <laughs> have experienced this phenomenon where everywhere we turn in life, it seems to be painful. Well, watch this. But only due to one specific area, come on, somebody, that was hurting. Everywhere you touch, it hurt. Because one area of your life was hurting, watch this, every area of your life is hurting now. What you got to do is look for that one area and you got to move past it. Give God a hand clap of praise.